Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, asking for border security in exchange for Ukraine funding is dangerous? Yeah, apparently, because the biggest issue in America right now is supplying Ukraine with more weapons and money. Now, Republicans have finally grown a pair, and they've said they're not willing to move on Ukraine funding without some significant changes to enforcing the law at our own southern border. Now, Zelensky is actually traveling to the United States, going to be meeting with the Senate. So here okay. we go again. Uh, and Democrats Why don't they send him down to Lukeville, Arizona? Right. Or Eagle Pass, Texas. Right. Hey, we have problems, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Not that we should be asking him for his opinion on anything, to right. be honest. Well, I was going to say, I don't want him down at the border because, you know, we're, we're wanting to prevent further invasion. True. And he's not very good at that, apparently. Uh, Democrat Senator Chris Murphy, though, he was on Meet the Press and said, this is dangerous and unreasonable. Chris Murphy, come on, man. Really? I think this is one of the most dangerous moments that I've ever faced in American politics, and I wish Republicans weren't holding Israel aid and aid to Ukraine hostage to the resolution of immigration reform. We are not going to put Donald Trump's immigration policies into statute. We're not going to do that. That would be bad for the country. This is a crisis moment. Wait a second. Biden's already gone back to some of them already. Right. Because what Biden was doing wasn't working. Of course. And where is this at? What show is he on? Meet the Press. Okay, so there's no pushback there at all. This is a crisis moment for Ukraine. Um, Ukraine is running out of ammunition. And if we don't solve this in the next few weeks, Vladimir Putin is going to have an opening, an opening to march through the Ukrainian lines to make a move on Kiev, threatening all of Europe. So this has to be resolved right now, which is why Republicans have to be reasonable. Okay. Our own media has lied to the American people about this war in Ukraine for a long time and about where it actually stands right now. And from what, you know, people were talking about, well, Ukraine is losing this war on a number of different fronts. It was never talked about with our legacy media, but that was happening. Right. And we are where we're at now, partly because we were following part of our own strategy for Ukraine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the big offensive in the summer was supposed to be the turning point, right? Yeah. And, it and that's when Russia was really going to be on their heels. And this thing was totally going to flip. It didn't happen. So what, we're just supposed to listen to people like Chris Murphy continue to s- sing the same song, mm-hmm. thinking that we're going to get different results? It doesn't seem to make much sense. Well, and it rings a little hollow to me when you hear him say, Ukraine's running out of ammunition. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, We have major American cities that are running out of room and money in the state of New York and specifically in the city of New York. Uh, They are cutting significant services to American citizens to deal with the migrant crisis, the border crisis, the illegal immigrant crisis, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. That is they are having to cut a significant number of services for people here legally to deal with this. So to me, that is a red alert we have to get this figured out now. 
it's not unreasonable to say, hey, before we start writing more checks to Ukraine, let's actually put forth a plan to how we deal with the crisis that we have in this country. We've been saying this, well, for months. But when you want to, <laughs> it when just you makes want, sense. When you want the crisis to happen, then you don't want to deal with it because, it's well, true. it hurts us politically. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds cynical, but honestly, if you're just yeah. having a conversation with people and they're talking about these types of issues and you actually say, well, actually, the left, they they want all the illegal immigrants here. I mean, they're looking to fundamentally change the country and to keep Democrats in power for the foreseeable future, like forever. And this is the plan to do it. That's why they don't do anything on the border. Well, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. But to some people, it's like, well, that's some strange conspiracy theory. Oh, is it? That's that great replacement. That's racist to even suggest such a thing, even though the left has talked about it for years. Yeah, tell me why then. Give me another reason that makes sense. And the other part of Ukraine, if you actually say, you know how many people in D.C., elected politicians, get rich off of the military-industrial complex every time you know, we've got another rush on making weapons. There are people that benefit from that financially, so there's mm-hmm. incentive to go to another war. What? That doesn't really happen. We're doing that to protect democracy. Really? I mean, try to bring that up, people think you're a kook, but all of this stuff is in play. And that's not to say you want Vladimir Putin to do whatever he wants to do, but, I mean, you have to be strategic about it. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem like we've done a very good job there. Okay, we uh, actually talked about this on Friday. We didn't throw out any bets, wondering if the University of Pennsylvania president was going to be out of her job. Mm -hmm. And if you had, yep, she's going to be gone, you win. Yeah, she resigned on Saturday as there was this big backlash uh, to, well, her, her simple refusal to comment as to whether or not calling for genocide of the Jews might be considered a threat. At the University of Pennsylvania. Well, context matters. Uh Uh-huh. Is what she said. You know, in some ways, what was even worse was then the walk-back apology the following day. Yeah. Because she was very clear at that hearing, and then this was supposed to make it okay. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. (laughs) I was not focused on but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. So you couldn't hear the question at the time because the lawyers had you so prepped on how to answer questions that you couldn't even think rationally as a human being. Right. But you're the president of this prestigious university. Give me a break. And then going on record is saying you really can't act on anything until they actually kill somebody. Basically, That was yes. one of the nuttiest things ever of the whole thing. Well, it's crazy. One of, one of the remarkable things to me about this entire thing is that you have multiple presidents of, of prestigious elite universities mm-hmm. in this country who apparently were completely flabbergasted as to how to correctly answer a question yeah. about genocide. Yes, and absolutely. Their excuse is that, well, you know, we didn't really understand the context of the question. <laughs> you know, we didn't we we were focused on, as you put it, Jamie, our lawyers, you know, how basically how we were supposed to structure answers. This is how we were prepped. 
Now, to me, call me naive, and maybe I am, maybe hopelessly so, but my past perception would be that if you had a debate and you had or a conversation, an argument, whatever, with the person who ran Harvard, Penn, mm-hmm. any Ivy League institution, that me, as a guy who got his bachelor's degree from the University of North Texas, a slowpoke, would get twisted into knots having a conversation with that person. Yes. Because obviously think. this person would be very, very intelligent. And not only book smart, but have the ability to reason in real time quicker than I could ever hope. I agree. And now I learned that's not true. Well, that's what happens when you have diversity hires. <laughs> Sorry, it is. By the way, as far as the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, mm-hmm. okay, was her testimony all that different? No. No. From Liz McGill? It was pretty much all the same. Except there's been other things that have come out, uh, accusations of yeah. plagiarism, all sorts of things. Yeah. From Claudine Gay, but she still has a job at this moment. What's that all about? Well, plagiarism the, is acceptable in that world. Well, the the word is as far as the testimony last week, the argument that's being made behind closed doors is how embarrassing was this for the university versus how much are we okay with letting a Republican, at least Stefanik, win? Aha, got it. So identity politics still a little bit in play, yeah. and if you check some more boxes mm-hmm. and have some, you know thicker glasses that make you, I guess, appear more intelligent. You can hold on to your job a little bit longer, like Claudine Gay. Hmm. We'll see. I don't think she's going to make it either, to be honest. But we'll keep an eye on that. Um, there's another story we got to get to about the vaccines. Some uh, unwanted proteins within the vaccines. This story coming out. We'll have to get to that in a few minutes. You have a story, though, David, we got to get to. About a deep fake? Yeah, a Trump campaign advisor posted a, uh, at first, a fairly convincing video. It's actually a deep fake. It's not real. Of NBC News's Garrett Hake previewing a previous GOP presidential primary debate, which, uh, because he doesn't name them explicitly, I'll just tell you, he refers to Tim Scott as a stagehand, wonders why Chris Christie is there, and claims Vivek Ramaswamy is just delivering pizza. Oh, um, God. But, oh and NBC News is wanting them to take this video down. So before they do, here's the audio of it. And it sounds like Garrett. Wow. Okay, here we go. Deepfake. I'm Garrett Hake, live from our NBC News debate hall spin room, where we are just hours away from five Republican candidates taking the stage. This is Ron DeSantis, an establishment rhino that wears insoles in his boots in order to look taller. And this is Nikki Haley. Nobody really gives a about Nikki Haley. This guy is probably just a stagehand. Who the f*** invited this guy? And this guy is probably just delivering pizzas. Anyway, nobody cares about these bullshit rhino debates, especially when you know that Donald Trump is going to kick some ass tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You got YMCA coming in. Everybody called it, man, all this deep fake stuff, man. We're going to be running into some problems, but at the same time, we're running into some laughter, too. Yeah, yeah. it's good. That was pretty well done. And, I mean, you can obviously tell that's a fake. Yeah. It's not the way they're going to promote that. All right, we'll get to the story on the COVID mRNA uh, vaccines and what's actually happened with it. And Tucker Carlson is launching his own service. We'll get to it all coming up right here. 
The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. All right, here we go. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, David, you saw this story uh, with the COVID jabs, as they say, mm-hmm. and the unwanted proteins. It's interesting they call them nonsense proteins. Yeah. So uh, what what the research says right now is that more than a quarter of people who got the COVID shots uh, suffered an unintended immune response created by a glitch as they put it, in the way the vaccine was read by the body. So the mRNA technology is, unlike other vaccines, it doesn't actually have the virus in it. And it's supposed to simulate the, or trigger an immune response similar to if you got the virus itself. Um, Except in this case, they're saying one in four didn't actually get the appropriate immune response. And now for the one in four, that doesn't mean they're all, you know, dying or have myocarditis or anything like that. It just means that the vaccine didn't work. One out of four times. Yeah, one out of four times. It really wasn't all that effective in creating the appropriate immune response. 90% effective. Yeah, not, not so, actually. Not even close. Okay, and remember how everyone was silenced at the time. Scientists silenced. Remember the Great Barrington Declaration? Jay Bhattacharya from Stanford, Marty McCary, John Hopkins, all these people want to talk about it, and they were pushed to the fringes. They're radicals because they were speaking about exactly what they were finding. Well, one out of four, that you could get that by eating a Snickers bar. I would imagine one right. out of four would probably, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's been brought up by several people. You know, 
not only the pressure on scientists to be quiet about this once they were learning it, but that the vaccine would never have been approved had they known that ahead of time. Yeah. Why would you? But there was such a rush to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not even close to being done with finding out everything about COVID and the vaccines. There's still more being found out all the time. Oh, it's going to be a long time before we completely get the picture. Yes. DNA fragments in it, it, all sorts of different things. Um, So more on that later. Maybe you saw this. Wall Street Journal had it. You know, Wall Street Journal and Fox kind of run by the same people. Tucker Carlson is launching his own streaming service. The Tucker Carlson Network. Expecting to go live this week. Costs nine bucks a month is what they're saying. You pay it? No. No, not yet. Let me figure out what he's got first. I probably would, yeah. I would, me. Yeah? Yeah. I think about, okay, when Tucker was just doing the show on Vox, okay, of all the different people that we follow or different news organizations that we would, you know, gather information from, okay, as far as the trust level and who do you think has the goods and the most interesting, Tucker was in the top five for me. So nine bucks? Yeah, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You get the service, it's terrible, nah, gone. I don't think it's the same. I don't think we're looking through the same lens as a lot of people because you don't have to, you know, prepare for this show every day. But I think it's still going to do well. A lot of people that will find their audience who will actually pay for the service. Oh, I think there's probably been a research test out there to indicate that, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, some of the content is still going to be on X. Yeah. But apparently X wasn't ready to host something like this Mm -hmm. quite yet. So it's going to be on Tucker's own site, and it's going to be a podcast, and that sort of thing will be available. But I guess you have to pay for that part. I'm kind of confused by it, but I'm looking forward to him being back out there because there's been a number of times I'm like, man, I wonder what Tucker would have to say about this if he was actually doing a show tonight. And it's nothing against anybody else at Fox, but... Have you started watching Fox again, Scott? No. Like, it used to be at least on at night. You would check it out. Yeah, I would watch Tucker. Yeah, because he entertained the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And then after he was gone, it wasn't you were seeing anybody else. I think that happened with a whole lot of people. So we'll see what happens. Um, And something else. We don't have much time to get into this right now, but it's crazy to me. And this was from Entertainment News. Jada Pinkett Smith talking about the slap Will Smith to Chris Rock. Yeah. Because people were looking so far down on Will Smith for that, right? Mm-hmm. She said it saved her marriage. That's why they're separated now? Right. But who knows what that means in that kooky world? What's real and what's not? Because there was that other rumor about Will Smith out there earlier this year, just within the last month or two, that he was caught having sex with another dude years ago, something. I don't know. I don't need to get into all that. But that actually, she always wondered if she could ever leave him. But once she saw Will Smith slap Chris Rock the way he did, then she knew at that moment that she would never leave him. I mean, they're they're still going to live in separate houses and see other people, but the the marriage certificate is staying intact. Very solid, yeah. Yeah. So kooky, man. It is. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, uh, biggest story today or biggest story from the weekend, David? I think probably the biggest story of the day is as the wrangling is going on on funding in D.C., Democrats are all in on saying that uh, you can't actually ask for border security and funding for Ukraine. 
You can't. Well, that, sure that, you that, can. That's irresponsible, apparently. Okay. And the and the White House is now settled on. Hey, if we don't get that funding, your kids are going to go to war. It's crazy, man. It is. This is desperate times for this group of people. So yeah, actually threatening. We're going to send your, you know, your sons, your daughters, your uncles, or whatever yeah. uncles. Yeah. All right, we'll get an update on all that and around them. What's your story? Straight ahead, right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there have been a lot of people shocked by the tone deafness of some of these university presidents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who is joining that fray, David? One of them is uh, former vice president and current climate alarmist Al Gore. Get out. So he was asking, or he was asked rather, about the uh, hearing last week where elite university presidents couldn't say whether calling for the death of the Jews constituted harassment. <laughs> wow. Jeez, uh, I know. Right? So he's a Harvard alum, so that's why he was asked about it um, on CNN. Okay. Well, I was shocked uh, by the tone deafness uh, of those comments, and I think they got bad legal advice in putting together what they were going to say, and uh, they sure, they certainly do need to clarify that. Yeah. Now, when when Al Gore is calling you out for being tone deaf, (laughs) oh, buddy, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, Because this is the same Al Gore who said this about climate change last year. Oh, my goodness. He's always got the receipts, doesn't he? You know, the climate deniers uh, uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the children were being massacred. They heard the screams. They heard the gunshots. And uh, nobody stepped forward. And confronted with this global emergency Mm -hmm. what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh is not typical of what we are capable of okay so if i can miserable sob get this straight yeah oh god if i'm trying to do a deep dive on climate change and i'm going to all these different scientists and they have vastly different opinions on what's actually happening and that you know the true consensus is we're years away from it and we're already making some changes that we're going to be okay in the end but that the planet has warmed a degree and a half over a certain amount of time but it's also very hard to measure over time um and a lot of these quote experts will say hey you got a group of people that are trying to get rich off of this and scare the crap out of people okay that's not to say there's not a problem but People are taking advantage of the situation. And you come away with that opinion. That is the same of hearing children get shot to death yeah. and decide, you know, uh, I don't think I want to go in there right now, yeah. even though I'm armed. That's the same thing. Yes. According to Al. You suck, Al. I, You know, I'd say if you keep up that rhetoric, you may be the next president of Harvard. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, good Maybe point. Maybe you will. Yeah, you need something to do. That's what he's jockeying for. Yeah. It is amazing, though. That guy is like, oh, yeah, it was. they were very tone deaf uh, <laughs> at that hearing, and they got some bad legal advice. <laughs> but then again, I mean, he's already out. He's a white dude. Mm-hmm. There's nothing he can do to not be a white dude. So I don't see he's going to be the president of UPenn or Harvard. 
Because he's whiter than most white dudes, too. <laughs> Holy smokes, is he ever. Yeah. No doubt about that. What a joke. Yeah. Well, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was just like that. Man, when I was doing my Al Gore, a little bit of Forrest Gump snuck in. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you, I thought yeah. for a second there you were doing Forrest I, Gore. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I apologize to Forrest for oh, that. i got to work on that. It's, it's a work in progress. All right. That time of the show. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Well, this one, actually, I'm surprised it didn't make bigger news, but... Um, Unidentified governments are surveilling smartphone users via their app's push notifications. And now Apple has admitted, yeah, we're, that's, that has happened. Um, in a letter to the Department of Justice, uh, Senator Ron Wyden said foreign officials were demanding the data from uh, Google and Apple, although details were not immediately totally available. The letter lays out yet another path by which governments can track smartphones. So you got the push notifications that send users alerts about all sorts of things, messages, breaking news, other updates. There are audible dings or visual indicators. Uh, what users often do not realize is that almost all such notifications travel over the servers of oh Google and Apple. So that gives the companies unique insight into the traffic flowing from these apps to their users and in turn the companies put them in a unique position to facilitate government surveillance of how users are using particular apps. So, I think there's ha- only one person on this show that has to be worried about this. What, me? I think so. I don't have that many apps. But you get notified all the time. I get a lot of notifications. Yeah, you, all your notifications are yeah. on. That's all I'm saying. I turn them off usually when I get here because you yell at me, so I try not to do that. Actually, if you listen to the first hour of the show every day, you'll hear it ding, I'd say, three times a week. We should do a contest around that. When you hear it ding, be the 10th caller. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not fair. I haven't said anything in a long time. No, but you give me the stern, displeased look, so I I know better. Uh, You know what? Next time. I do make an attempt to turn it off. Next time, I'll applaud. Would that make you feel better? Well, no, it wouldn't make you feel better. Do you need a cry closet? Is that next? (laughs) <laughs> Jamie's mean to me because I can't remember to turn my notifications off. Oh, gosh. Your kids are just awesome. <laughs> they love their dad's home. Cow thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jamie's mean to me. That's what you just said. I know. I well, look no, over I... like, really? Come on, man. That's it. I know. Is that all Ron Wyden had to say on this issue, David? Um, no. Well, I-, I thought it was funny, the quote from Apple, though. They said, okay. hey, we're actually really glad that Wyden uh, wrote this letter because, uh, you know, the Justice Department didn't let us talk about it publicly. Now we can talk about it publicly. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gosh, what a ridiculous amount of nonsense that is, man. Your dirty double-crossing scheme didn't work. Okay. Sylvester. Yeah. All right, for what's your story, Scott? What do you got? Uh, Friday, we got the news, and I know Major League Baseball hates me, but there was big news. Shohei Otani signed a 10-year, $700 million deal to play with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unbelievable. All right, that's my story. I'll find another. Oh, you were going to do that one? Sorry. We never talk about this ahead of time. No. Uh, so that breaks out per year to $70 million. Per month, $5,833,000. Per week, $1,346,000. Per day, 191000 
per hour, $7,000. Per minute, $133.18. Per second, $2.22. Dodger dogs are now $25 a piece, by the way. It's insane, man. Isn't that crazy money? I mean, he is the best player in baseball. He's like well, no once doubt. in a generation of that. I mean, it's, it's crazy yeah. what he can do. Generational talent. Yes, yes no doubt about that. But that amount of money. $700 million. Yeah. And you've got to be MVP caliber for 10 straight years? Okay, do you ever... I, okay, if I'm way off base here, please call me out for it. I'm just asking the question. When something like that happens, and I know there's a lot of multi-million dollar deals, all of that, but you think about the cost of taking your family to a game. Oh. That doesn't make it go any cheaper. Well, I can't. And it, then aren't you a little disillusioned with the whole thing? Like, really? I guess Dodger fans will go regardless. I mean, money is no object, I guess, because they pack that place every game. Man. Now, they all leave in the fourth inning, but they do pack it every game. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, and then you have to try to compete against the Dodgers. Yeah. If you're another team. Well, they don't care about the salary cap. They'll blow right past that one. Who cares? We'll pay the fine, whatever. Well, yes. That doesn't work. I understand all of that, yes. Plus, there was another bit of you that's a little bitter with the whole thing, to be honest. Well, the Cubs. Because how long had yeah. off-air, David, had Scott talked about Tiny to the Cubs? Yeah. When I read the details of this, I was glad, though. You tie yourself up with $70 million a year for 10 years. But it, but the Dodgers, that's the thing. They can afford the other good players. Gosh, dang. That's Man, it's just wild all the way around. There's no doubt about these, it. Tr- these contracts never age well, so by the end of it, last three or four years anyway, they'll probably be pretty bad. Yeah, but Major League Baseball still hates you, Scott. I realize that. I know they do, and they hate me even more today, I'm sure. They do, yeah. Yeah. More than likely, yes. Uh, for my story today, it's it's kind of wild, actually. Um, this 17-year-old boy just became the youngest to pass the California bar exam. 17? Yes. Wow. It's, it's crazy. Four years ago, at age 13, he started high school and simultaneously enrolled in a four-year program at Northwestern California University School of Law. He said, I aspire to become a prosecutor. Because I am driven by a moral obligation to uphold liberty, equality, and justice in society. Wow. How about that? But here, and so that's getting a lot of attention, but he's also being compared to another phenom. This former child prodigy in China is being criticized for sitting around doing nothing in an apartment that his parents pay for, while he criticizes his parents for forcing him on a fast track that bypassed his childhood. He started college at 10, was a Ph.D. candidate at Applied Mathematics at 16, but now he's 28, and he relies on his parents to support him. He says they owe him because they imposed their dream on him when he was young. My question is, does he have a point? He might get a sympathetic jury if they they do that sort (laughs) of thing, and where they'd be like, hey, you know, yeah, the kid didn't have any type of normal childhood, not even close. He never let me be a kid. No. I don't. I didn't want any of this. This was you, right? Wow, that's pretty wild, man. And you think about it. If it was some, you know, crazy Disney mom, we'd definitely be on that kid's side. Oh, right. Right. Uh, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's all how you look at it. All right, much more to get to. Um, boy, did you see in the latest Wall Street Journal poll the matchup of Nikki Haley against Joe Biden? Holy smokes! Yeah, you'll want to hear this. And much more coming up.
Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hypothetical matchup. Nikki Haley, Joe Biden. What's the score there, David? Yeah, a new poll from the Wall Street Journal out on Saturday shows Nikki Haley in a hypothetical one-on-one matchup with President Joe Biden. Currently has a 17-point lead, 51 to 34. Line dog-faced pony soldier. Well, the survey also gives Trump a four-point advantage over Biden, 47-43. Uh, and it does find that even if Trump were convicted of a felony, he would still only trail Biden by a single point, well within the margin of error. Wow. Come on, man. The the thing is, and, and you've seen this uh, polling bear out, you know, it, it, I don't think it'll happen just because I don't think she can win the primary. Um, but she does very, very well with independence. Nikki Haley. Yes, very much so. That's the big difference. Wow, man. 17. Is that the highest it's been from anybody? That is the highest it's been. And consistently, though, at state-level polling, uh, she's been outside the margin of error beating Joe Biden. Whereas every once in a while, I mean, of course, the New York Times had the polling out a while ago showing Trump also outside the margin of error, like beating, what was it, like five to seven points or something like that, beating Joe Biden head-to-head. Um. So, I mean, that does happen, but she has consistently polled much better uh, in a hypothetical matchup than anybody else in the Republican race. Why do you think that is? Just curiosity. I, I think it's because she comes across as a normal person to the person who doesn't, who doesn't follow politics all that closely. Mm-hmm. She comes across as just sort of like, okay, she's not senile. Nope. And she's not one of those evil MAGA Republicans. You know, so if you have a more conservative Democrat or uh, independent, they can look at her and say, okay, I wouldn't be embarrassed to vote for her. See, I agree. She seems like an every person 
you know, which is appealing to a lot of people. She doesn't come off as slick and polished and necessarily political, although I think she is polished. Oh. Man, but yeah, you, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think my opinion is the reason the independents like her more is because legacy media has never really gone after her hard. They went after DeSantis hard. For a while, it was DeSantis is worse than Trump. Oh. Well, also, is and, it hard to criticize them as a woman? Is it harder to criticize her for them because she's female? Um, you know, I can't. I could make a comparison, but it wouldn't be fair. Because if there are conservative women that legacy media hates, they'll go after them. And that can turn an independent's view of them in a hurry. Right. But, I mean, none as polished, I would say, as Nikki Haley. Right. Okay, I agree with you there. That That sort of thing. But, I mean, Biden, I mean, it's not getting any worse with the cognitive decline. I mean, it, it's further down all the time. Leading, leading tech companies. <laughs> yeah, you know What was thing. that? Well, I think... Leading tech companies? I think that's what he was getting after. Okay. Uh, David, could you turn on the Josetta Stone? Leading, uh, tech, leading tech companies. Yeah. Leading tech companies, yeah. Not weeding, okay. Yeah. I was confused. Okay. Uh, foreign policy, I mean, he is as sharp as ever. I've been in and out of Iraq and Iran, uh, Iraq and Iran, but Iraq, not Iran. I misspoke. Iraq and Afghanistan. What? Whoa. So what's the takeaway? Where? Whoa. Hmm. Somewhere. Heck of a deal. <laughs> I was somewhere. It's something like that. Hey, one of those places where they eat lentils and whatnot. I'm, I don't know. I pro it's probably disrespectful to say, could we have a spelling bee? Eight. E-I-G-H percent. Whoops. Ah. Close. Close enough. Give it to him. Crying out loud. You know. Autocorrect knew what he meant. Absolutely. <laughs> And I mean, if anybody could mistake a man for a woman and butcher the name. This this can happen. Auchincloss uh, sauce. Where is she? There you go. He. It's Jake. Auchincloss sauce. Jake Auchincloss. I put that bleep on everything. Heck yeah, locale. <laughs> Full flavor. Auchincloss right. sauce. Yes. It's, it's burning. Where is flavor. she? It's, a, it's Jake, dude. Uh, Where is she? There you go. Whatever, dude. Uh, one of my favorites right there. Yes. sauce. Yes. Yeah, if, if someone said, do you know all of Robin's favorites? I mean, I don't know them all, <laughs> yeah. but I, I feel like I could play a block that would have him yes. very much yes. entertained. Javier Bacaria. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's an all-timer. Yeah. Yes. The word was Becerra, by the way. The word was Becerra. Close enough, man. Yeah. You know exactly what he meant. Okay. I know. We got to move on to other that's things. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No. I mean, that's all stuff that he has said over time. I mean, it's... it's I mean, <laughs> imagine if... Starting that car. Yeah. Well, it's winter time. Doesn't turn over like it used to. <laughs> it gets cold in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, your tire pressure, not quite what it was, and it takes a few times to get that thing started. I mean, imagine if finally it'll turn over. Come on, baby. Come on. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this is quite a threat coming from the White House. Yeah, the new talking point now from the Biden administration is saying, uh, give us funding for Ukraine or your kids will die in war. Which just comes across as very desperate. Um, They've been all over this, saying that Ukraine can't fall to Russia because Russia will turn around and attack a NATO ally. Um, And they are ramping this up as Republicans are trying to say, no, we'll, we'll give you more funding for Ukraine. But you've got to do something for border security as well. You just had the FBI director talk about all of the threats. Yeah. That's, so, that's a big deal. So it's called having, having leverage and using it. Um, but Republicans, apparently, it's beyond the pale to ask to protect our own country from an invasion uh, and have that tied to funding to protect Ukraine from an invasion. So, Well, this is what it's like dealing with children. It, it makes no sense. You're making the best decision for the overall country and people playing stompy foot. Yeah, pretty much. So here I put together a little montage just from the past few days. This is a White House budget chief, Shalanda Young, spokesman John Kirby and the president himself. Okay. What happens if Putin marches through Ukraine? What's next? NATO countries. Our sons and daughters are at risk of being a part of a larger conflict. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in national treasure, but in American blood. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops. You know why that rings a little hollow to me? Why is that? Well, like this part. Our sons and daughters are at risk of being a part of a larger conflict. Uh, We're giving a lot more than the other NATO countries who are right next door to Ukraine. Why is that? Yeah. It seems like we're more worried than they are. We're giving more. So that just falls flat. Well, yeah, and part of the reason why a lot of European uh, support has uh, dwindled is, one, they're worried about, you know, things like not freezing to death this winter, so they're trying to focus on inward to try to, you know, increase energy supplies domestically the other thing is they see that ukraine is not uh doing what we had hoped ukraine would be able to do in beating back russian aggression and so they're kind of battening down the hatches now getting ready for what happens when russia eventually does take over a significant portion of ukraine yeah i mean it's one thing you can make your case but then to go to threats it's going to be your sons and daughters going to die because mm-hmm. we'll make sure they go if you don't give us the funding. Up yours. No, we have to protect our own border. This is part of the problem. I mean, and the polling bears that out. But again, all I can think, there are a whole lot of people in D.C. that are getting rich off of this. You know, making all these weapons to keep it going. Got to keep it happening. Well, you can keep firing up that printing press and printing more money. Come on. Wow. It's an endless supply. Um, also from the weekend, this is really something, man. Uh, so Anthony Fauci, what do you call him? Oh, only he's begotten son. Science is only begotten son. According to Anthony Fauci. Yes. <laughs> Fauci. Yes. I mean, we've heard the narcissism from this guy, you know, many, many times. There's no doubt about it. Um, but this took on like a whole different level to me. You're really yeah. attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, <laughs> I know. you're attacking science. Okay. So he's doing this interview and as part of this, you know, 
fluff piece on MSNBC with Kathy Kay, they are seeing where he and his wife got married, and they're talking about him being Catholic, and then wondering, does he practice anymore? And I'll just, instead of setting anything else up, I'll just play the audio and let you enjoy it for yourself. Okay, roll it. There's Darling Chapel where Chris and I were That's where you were married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you still go there? Do you no. Still, you don't practice no. anymore, do you? No, no. Why? Ah, uh, a number of complicated reasons. Go on. We have a whole corridor. Because <laughs> they're walking. They're strolling. Mm -hmm. First of all, I, I think my own personal ethics on life are, I think, enough to keep me going on the right path. What the hell does that mean? My own personal ethics are enough yeah. to keep me on the right path. Okay. I mean, I, what, Jesus? I think Tony thinks he's his equal. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. I, I, I really don't need that. Okay. Wow, that's something. Dude. On the right path. Yeah. And I think that the, there are enough negative aspects about the organizational church mm -hmm. uh, that you are very well aware of. I, I, I'm not against it. I identify myself as a Catholic. I was raised, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I was married in the church. My children were baptized in the church. But as far as practicing it, it seems almost like a pro forma thing that I don't really need to do. So what, I check all these boxes and do the things I'm supposed to do for the religion, but to actually practice it. I mean, read, have you read Coronavirus 1518? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's fine, dude, to just say you're not Catholic anymore. But if you say, yeah, I'm not a or I am a Catholic, but I don't need the church anymore. It's like, that's not how any of that works. You don't outgrow servitude to God if you are a practicing Christian or Catholic, I mean, that's not how any of that works. Well, I'm trying to, you don't want to read too much into it. It's like, hey, I, I do all these things to keep people off my back about it, okay? <laughs> but to practice it, what are you, crazy? I identify myself as a Catholic. I, I was raised, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I was married in the church. My children were baptized in the church. Yeah, I did all but that. But as far as practicing it, it seems almost like a pro forma thing. <laughs> Man. Okay. Hey, man, your deal. Yeah. I none of us know what's going to happen on Judgment Day. That, but that one could be a really interesting conversation. I'm just imagining so, that in my head. Tell so you, I, mean, think I you're got enough than me, to huh? answer for. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I got I got plenty on my plate. That one. I mean, I did all this. What What else did you want? Me to come and worship you again? <laughs> I'm I'm Tony Fauci. At this point, I, I I read your little book. I got the gist of it. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm past it. He was giving money in kind to the Prince did, of Darkness. I didn't re I didn't realize you could graduate from church. That's cool. <laughs> when you're that good a person, why? <laughs> why anymore? It's like got his diploma from Jesus. You're done. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like you get your black belt when it comes to right. martial arts. Oh, man. Why go back? Right. <laughs> the way, that's the way Tony is. Once, I mean, once I got my bachelor's degree, I didn't keep going to classes. Come on. Yeah, there you, you know. go. Now look at the guy. Got it. Right. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so the Harvard president, 
Okay, first of all, predictions. Are they going to be there in a week? Wow. Claudine Gay, she's still going to be there a week from now? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't either. See, I'll say yes. Just contrarian that I am. Do you want it on the bet list? Um, yeah, you could put it on there because I don't hear anybody yelling about Harvard big donors pulling out. Okay, so it's a week. It's Monday. I'll put this on. Uh, what do we got? Five here? Yeah. For both of us? Sure. Okay. There we go. Because the calls are in, David. Yeah. For this well, person to resign. Yeah, I mean, that that that's a... Right now, apparently, the leadership at Harvard is basically talking about uh, the balancing act between doing what they probably think is right versus mm-hmm. not wanting a Republican to win. And that Republican would be Elise Stefanik, representative who... I mean, just embarrassed these these women by asking week. a simple question, right? And so, uh, but the other thing that I, I what what lean, makes me lean more towards yeah, she's going to get the boot is that a story that's evidently been out there for a couple of years but hasn't gotten a lot of traction mm-hmm. is uh, well, she plagiarized portions of her PhD dissertation. Yeah, I read into this. This seems like a big deal. Yeah, at Harvard, because they have strict rules on that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, so part of it, and it gets a little in the weed in the weeds. But uh, they've uh, Christopher Rufo is the person I saw this from. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that she has plagiarized per Harvard standards in the dissertation, taking charge, black electoral success, and the redefinition of American policies. So you've got uh, the Harvard president accused of lifting nearly verbatim work from Lawrence Bobo and Franklin Gilliam in their paper. Then Rufo cites Harvard's own policy on paraphrasing and plagiarism to underscore the point. When you paraphrase, your task is to distill the source's ideas in your own words. It's not enough to just change a few words here and there and leave the rest. But you have to completely restate the ideas and the passage in your own words if your own language is too close to the original, then you are plagiarizing, even if you provide a citation. Right. Um, also accused of lifting material from legal scholar Carol Swain without Who's giving awesome. a citation. Carol Swain is awesome. Her story is incredible. And if you've ever heard it, she's actually done an interview with Chris Rufo, and he is going to be publishing it sometime today. Oh, cool. About being ripped off. Uh, also, uh, this Harvard president is accused of swiping an entire appendix, composing an entire appendix in the dissertation directly from Gary King's book, A Solution to the Ecological Interference wow. pro- or Inference Problem. Jeez. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to answer for there. So we got the bet on. We'll see if she's still the president a week from today. And then I uh, noticed last night on X, uh, the word crybaby was yeah. trending. Why is that, David? Well, because because Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs was being a crybaby. He was. Man. Um, so it was it's a bad look, really. Towards the end of the game, uh, you have sort of a not not a hail mary necessarily, but a little razzle dazzle play that the Chiefs have cooked up to try to win, try to score a go ahead touchdown, and they score the touchdown. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it was the pass to Kelsey, and then it was the you know backwards pass lateral, whatever you want to call it. Well, to the other wideout, and boom, he's gone touchdown. You're like, holy right, crap, know, what a yeah. play. And right. it got called back because yes. one of the players had lined up. Actually, the guy who caught the touchdown pass was lined up offsides. Mm-hmm. So he was lined up in the neutral zone 
which is an obvious penalty. And I was watching the game, and I thought, they somebody needs to check in with the ref because that guy's – they're about to get a flag called on him. And that's all you yeah. have to do as a receiver. You turn around, you look at one of the refs, and you say, am I good? And they'll tell you to step back or give mm-hmm. you the thumbs up. That's all you have to do, and you're supposed to do that um, if there's even a question in your mind. Well, after the game, because they wind up losing, the Chiefs do – and yes. after the game, Mahomes is the, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, throwing a fit. He's throwing his helmet. He's, you know, cussing up a storm. Apparently said something to Josh Allen, the opposing quarterback. Like, that was the worst bleeping call I've ever heard. Then he does the press conference afterwards and is just saying, this is bad for football. I mean, sure, I mean it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football. It's tough for me, but for football. For football, yeah. And Why does saying, he sound like Louis Armstrong? He always has. Yeah. It's almost like he's saying, hey, come on, man, we're, we're the Chiefs, huh? Yeah, yeah and, right. and, and it's me, and it's, and it's Kelsey, and Taylor Swift's here. And, and Yeah, I know he was over the line, but uh, come on. Well, <laughs> the other. Well, that's the rule, dude. Yeah, it, it was a flag. It was an obvious penalty. And I know Andy Reid is saying, nobody warned me. Well, I mean, it's your receiver's responsibility to make sure that he's lined up correctly, dude. I I don't know what to tell you. Taylor Swift ruined the team. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Said before, man. I'm just saying. There's more on this a little bit later. And then and people are like, and why did Tony Roma accidentally call Taylor Swift Kelsey's wife? Why did he do that? Well, it, mistakes can happen. Just relax. Or he knows something. Maybe. More on that a little bit later. Uh, Big warning about Trump. If he's elected, oh, you got to hear this one. And much more coming up right here. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty and Robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. Whoa. The Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty Robe, Eye Mask, and Keepsake Bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home and don't make the mistake of getting cheap uncomfortable pajamas go to pajamagram.com today imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc by treating it with linzess then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms talk to your doctor about linzess linaclotide Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. 
Do not give Linzest to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzest if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzest and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzest. Learn more at Linzest.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, who worries that Trump will be like Biden if he wins? Well, former Attorney General Eric Holder. He's what? very, very worried about Trump returning to the White House because maybe, just maybe, he would have his enemies investigated. Oh, <laughs> Eric Holder yeah. is on CNN and without a trace of irony said that Trump could have an Attorney General tell his underlings to start investigating a public figure he didn't like. Wow. And then to just look through that person's life and look for anything that you possibly um, can find. Um, and uh, who's to say what you find in any person's life that might run afoul oh, uh, of the law and even beyond that. And you got to understand this. Come on, man. This would be Trump doing it, not us, the good guys. Right. Jeez. We do it to save democracy. Right. Come on. The, fa- the mere fact of an investigation of a person who is a public figure can be reputation ruining, what? can be politically damaging, not even if you yeah, find anything, I, I, just the, the fact that the investigation itself um, exists. Uh, that, yeah. and then it might you find something that's not true? The like you of... like to watch people take whizzes or some crazy stuff like that on a P-tape? Who knows? The lack of self-awareness is stunning. You know, and sometimes it's I wonder, unbelievable. is it the lack of self-awareness, or do they just know and don't care, and that's the game? Oh, Maybe yeah. it's a little bit of both. I don't know. Well, they, they know they've got a favorable audience to, you know, yeah, he knows he's on CNN. Nobody's going to challenge him on the Russian collusion stuff. So, well, wait a minute. Y- y'all did that to Trump multiple times. You're still doing that to Trump. Yes, you are. Oh, there's more. Um, that can be extremely damaging to not only that person individually, but to our democracy writ large. I mean- well, no kidding. Here we go again. The threats to democracy. Well, when you don't have a record to run on, this is what you have to do. This is, this is textbook 101 hey, well, stuff, man. Wait a minute. Eric Holder does have an exceptional record of running guns to Mexico. Yeah, okay? He's true. very yeah. good at that. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's got a skill. Yeah, just need to find a way to tap into that. Okay, the Eric uh, Holder Gun Club worked well. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, real quick, as far as you're talking about guns, when Biden is trying to talk about gun control yeah. and he gets all mixed up and he starts talking about you know mass murders, kids grabbing off of counters, or you're, what are you talking about? All these mass murders, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff. Off of counters, off of the. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get. I get uh, Wait, what? We need to ban assault weapons, high capacity magazines. Just uh, the, these murders, kids grabbing stuff off of counters. Bad. He's fit. I'm so confused Man. by what I just heard. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Oh, yeah. That was over the weekend. What? Wait, wait. I'm sorry, I missed that audio clip. I, I'm genuinely. I'm actually kind of speechless by what mass murderers by kids taking stuff off the counters or yes, that's how it happens, man. All these mass murders, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff off of counters, off of the 
Anyway, I don't want to get, I get angry. <laughs> I, 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 I get angry. So he doesn't want to get into that take. Yeah, some mass murders happens with kids just, you know, reaching up like a dog with its paws, just seeing what it can find, and it's a gun. Then they go shoot a bunch of people, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we can try to make sense of this coming up. I don't know if we'll be successful, but we can try. And much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, we are trying to make sense of a few things. We're certainly having fun. Um, and one of the things trying to make sense of was what the president said over the weekend uh, about gun control. And, I mean, this was the speech he gave in Vegas, right, on investing in America. And one of the things he talked about, well, in his own words, um, something about mass murders and kids and all these mass murders not not this weekend but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff off of counters off of their anyway i don't want to get, I get angry we need to ban assault weapons high capacity magazines i mean from whitehouse.gov you know they will put the speech out there oh yeah and you can read it it doesn't even look like sometimes they'll just take stuff out of it yeah they will so it doesn't show up but it actually says in there, all these mass murders, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up, kids have grabbed stuff off of counters, off of there, anyway. I don't want to. I get ag angry. I'm just reading it verbatim. That's, that's the way it... That's where the, the press shop has just given up. They're like, <laughs> you know what, we'll, we're just going to transcribe it as is. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he talking about? I don't know, man. Uh, what preceded that, and I didn't hear this part of the clip, but the paragraph before that okay. says the idea, if you were driving your automobile here and you left in the key in the, in the I'm just reading it again, okay, okay. <laughs> in the parking lot and you left the key in the ignition and the kid came up and jumped in and stole it and they got in a crash, you're liable civilly. Why in God's name do people not have to lock up their firearms? Why is that not a requirement? All these mass murderers, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up, kids have grabbed stuff off counters. And that's where it goes back in there. Okay, so like people have left guns on their counters and that, well, wait a minute, you're not... If somebody steals your car, you're not you're not liable for for that. Like where where does that happen? Somebody steals your car, gets into a wreck, kills somebody. I don't know. Man. Where when are you liable for that? I have no idea. I it, <laughs> they need to send him some sort of signal. Like he needs an earpiece when he starts getting off. It like help him something something that will like get him back off. Of the track he's going. You know, like Dak Prescott at his ear or something. Yeah, there we go. Something. Back to it. I'm, I'm Whatever just, it takes, man. Well, and and how many mass... I'm sorry, I, I know I'm, I'm asking questions that nobody can provide answers for, but, but how many mass murders have happened because of a gun left on a counter somewhere? None that I know of. Because, like, Sandy Hook, the killer in that case, 
he he got the guns out of a safe, right? Yes. They weren't just on the counter, right? Or am no, I misremembering no. that? No, and dude, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're trying to make sense of that. Yeah. Uh, now it's a, we got to. Yeah. Okay. Here we right, go. It, it doesn't make any sense. I, <laughs> we <laughs> we can save this for later, later or, or burn it now. But Joe Biden was also talking to firefighters, and he brought up his house almost burning down again. No, again, which didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. But maybe. His handlers told him, hey, that really didn't happen in the way you're saying it did. Like, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. That's a bad look. And then he forgot. Yeah. And he just keeps going back to it. I have no idea. What? I mean, okay, so the story actually is in 2004, there was a lightning strike. A line of thunderstorms went through the area where his house is. Yeah. And there was a lightning strike. There was a small kitchen fire. And it was doused within minutes. It was fine. Yes. And that has blossomed into this almost deadly tale to the point where he actually told it to people who were the victims of wildfires in Hawaii. Correct. Remember that? Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's added another element to the mix um, here. Here we go. It also saved my home and my wife's life when I was away. It was the last day uh, that uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. And uh, I think he's talking about Tim Russert, right? The most famous guy? Yeah, Russert, before he died, he must be talking about him. He just forgot the name. Yeah. The most famous guy. Yeah. What happened was uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home, and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick literally that thick you've seen it you guys have seen it i wasn't there what? and my wife is there okay. and my my dog and my cat <laughs> and my 67 corvette oh, there you go but all kidding aside they saved my wife and got her out saved my home she like walked out no the way he tells it, it it's like ladders up there and dragging her out yeah the house is a stud firefighter in one arm is taking Jill down the ladder. An inferno. Yeah. But that or carrying her out with the smoke and no. That didn't happen though. No, it did not happen. Do you suppose his sta- his staff told him? Like, hey man, here to help, not to hurt. You, you tell that story, you're gonna get drugged because it, you're making it out to be a lot more than it actually was. I mean I don't I, know. At least in this case, he was telling the story to firefighters and not, you know, wildfire or hurricane victims. This is true. Yeah, I appreciate what you do. Your ilk saved me before and really saved my Corvette. Think I cared about that cat or the dog? Heck no. Yeah, did they die? Oh, my wife? They perish <laughs> in the fire? Yeah. Man, oh He's man. not good with animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes back to that for you, doesn't yeah, it, right. Scott? It always does. Okay. All right, so there's your uh, Biden update. Meanwhile, Mitt Romney, what? <laughs> isn't he gone yet? Uh, no, not not uh, yet. Uh, yeah, Utah Senator Mitt Romney was on Meet the Press with the, I guess, third most famous host or something, um, and was asked about Trump's joke last week that he'd be a dictator, but just for the first day of his administration because he would drill baby drill and shut down the border. Okay. What was your reaction to hearing those words, Senator? Do you believe him? Uh-huh. 
You know, when I was a uh, kid, there was something called a gumball machine. You could put a penny in and a gumball would come out. It was automatic. There was no filter. Put in the penny, out came the gumball. Donald Trump is kind of a human gumball machine, which is a thought or a notion comes in and it comes out of his mouth. There's not a lot of filter that goes on. There's not a lot of what's the implication. No, he just says whatever. I don't attach an enormous amount of impact to the particular words that come out and trying to evaluate each one of them. I do think you can look at his record as president and particularly in the last months of his presidency and say this is a dangerous approach, it's an authoritarian approach. That gives me far more concern than than him uh, playing to the crowd as he did. Great analogy. <laughs> the gumball machine, that one was not tested with the staff ahead of time. No, or if it was, the staff needs fired. That one, right. he thought about it in the shower that morning and was like, I know what will get him. Gumball <laughs> machine. <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> His was wife that? just said, "Yeah, the original version was it cost a hay penny." And they said, "No, don't don't, don't use hay penny, okay? <laughs> say, say a full penny." <laughs> Who was it? It was either NBC or it was Good Morning America. One of the two still trying to make that whole comment out to be something. He does say he is going to be a dictator. Day one. Yeah, completely out of context right. to say yes because I want to drill, and I want to protect the border. Those two things. I'll yeah. be a dictator on that. That'll be day one, and then I won't after that. Oh, everyone be scared. Norms. Everything else. Here we go. Okay, uh, another story out there. Um, th- man, and this was predicted a while back. Auchincloss sauce? No, it, you know, we got to move off of Biden now. The Auchincloss sauce. Golly. The struggle bus it's that tasty. is. It, it is. It's hot, but it's got flavor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was a story out of Ohio. School district. Rural Ohio. Mandated that new teachers learn the definition of terms like pansexual. Saw this story at Daily Wire. It's a new way, Disney movie, by the way. They've gone completely woke. Peter, Peter Pansexual. Pansexual. <laughs> by the way, seeing the story about how they're having these teachers learn the definition of terms like pansexual, if I ask you, Scott, no what idea. is pansexual? I don't, I don't know. People that like to have it do it in a in a pan? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what pansexual means, honestly. Do you? David's explained it a couple of different right. times. I think it, it's it's whatever, right? Yeah, I think it's just you're open for business. Yeah. For, okay. I don't think it re- means like relations in a skillet, Scott. <laughs> well, it could though, right? <laughs> I suppose I mean, if, if, if it, it means everything, anything, yeah. Maybe. Uh, the training took place at St. Mary's City Schools earlier this year. They told instructors to use students' preferred pronouns to make sure they didn't trivialize a student's identity. Uh, of course. Force them to properly match so-called gender identities with their definitions, pushing teachers to master terms such as questioning, asexual, same-gender loving. Okay, what does same-gender loving take the place of, David? They just be gay? I, I think so. As a millennial and getting a little bit older, it seems like you're starting to lose touch well, with it's some all- of this... Some of the terms. It's all so silly now. Queer. So what exactly does queer mean now? I guess you're not conforming to any specific gender or 
uh, sexual norm. Okay. Then there's pansexual, agender, non-binary, pangender. So again, difference between agender and pangender? A- agender is just you're not, you don't identify as anything. Um, non-binary, I kind of thought that was the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So you're uh, way behind here. Pangender, I suppose, would be sometimes you identify one way, sometimes you identify another. It's all different words for narcissism. Yes, of course. But hey, we got to put an honest effort to learn this stuff. Uh-huh. There are, of course, cisgender, transgender, and then I will admit something as I was reading this the first time through, because usually if it's like bisexual, you'll have the letter B, then an I, and a dash. Yeah. There was no dash for bigender. And so I was reading it as big ender. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Oh, bigender, not big ender. Big ender. Uh, the reason to bring up the story is like, this is another example that you might think your school district, it's not happening here. And people in this rural Ohio district shocked to find out, yes, this was actually going on because it's hidden oftentimes from the parents which is crazy. Uh, we got an update on a sports story, David, from Deadspin. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Deadspin, if you remember, one of their uh, pants-wedding writers, a uh, guy whose first name is Karen, it's really funny, Karen Phillips, wrote this story about a 9-year-old Kansas City Chiefs fan uh, saying that the NFL needs to needs to speak out. The Kansas City Chiefs need to speak out against this racist garb because oh, the kid was wearing the headdress. And then the guy made the made the case that he was wearing blackface as well because one half of his face was painted black, the other one painted uh, red, trying to sport uh, familiar colors of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as this blew up, not only is it did it come out that this nine-year-old is Native American, which is really funny, um, and uh, it wasn't blackface, obviously. And the parents were saying, we're going to sue Deadspin. Now, anybody Good. who's stuck around Deadspin long enough knows that it used to be part of the Gawker universe, which no longer exists because they got sued into oblivion. Hulk Hogan took them down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because of the yellow journalism that they were engaged in. And I mean, just nastiness. And so they have... Uh, uh, now made some retractions in the story, Ooh. saying on November 27th, Deadspin published an opinion piece criticizing the NFL for allowing a young fan to attend uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game wearing a traditional Native American headdress and based upon the available photo, what appeared to be blackface paint. Uh, unfortunately, the article drew attention to the fan, though our intended focus was on the NFL and its checkered <laughs> history on race. Oh. Please. Oh, An issue which our writer has covered extensively for Deadspin. Three years ago, the Chiefs banned fans from wearing headdresses in Arrowhead Stadium, as well as face painting that appropriates American Indian cultures and traditions. The story's intended focus was the NFL and its failure to extend those rules to the entire league. We regret any suggestion that we were attacking the fan. You were oh. explicitly attacking the fan. Absolutely. Well, of course they were. So cowardly. I mean, that's just garbage. And so unsurprising all at the same time. Yeah. If anything, they should be banning Taylor Swift. The team's going downhill fast. <laughs>
You know that locker room. They're like, we're tired of this crap. Anyway, all right, we got to get to a news update. And Santa is using AI. All coming up right here. Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Now, there are a lot of people fed up with the anti-Semitism. University campuses across the country, uh-huh. and especially these three university presidents this last week. Yep. MIT, UPenn, yep. Harvard. Dr. Phil came out of the woodwork. Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil. Yes. They got to go. I grow increasingly appalled at the anti-Semitism permeating so much of our country, especially by so many students at our elite universities, which have become left liberal woke hotbeds fostering intellectual rot. How dare you sit there and play semantics with this congressional panel when you know what was done that day and what is being supported against your Jewish students? Every single one of you must resign immediately. Wow. Dr. Phil has spoken. There are a lot of people upset because they just didn't expect that from out of nowhere. If you happen to see the cold open of Saturday Night Live, they mocked it, too. Well, they were not mocking the presidents as much as they they were were mocking the presidents. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were knocking. Right. You're right. At least Stefanik. Why would they be mocking her? I don't know. I watched 10 seconds of it and got off. I just couldn't. It's, that's ridiculous. I mean, reasonable people know exactly what's going on. I know. We got the bet on the Harvard president. She's not going to last at the end of the week. At least we think. We'll see. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, crazy kids on college campuses, David. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is at Columbia University. Uh, Some activists are trying to put together a protest for the spring semester in 2024. Uh, See, they're protesting the university's support of Israeli apartheid and ethnic cleansing in Gaza. What they want to do is have students engage in a tuition strike. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm starting to like this. We want our university to refuse to invest in ethnic cleansing and genocide abroad. We refuse to accept our university's silencing of student voices demanding decolonization of our campus, or on our campus, I should say. They want a thousand people to pledge to not, not pay tuition. In the spring of 2024. Oh, also part of their um, uh, demand is that they uh, defund campus police and no longer let NYPD come in if a crime is being committed. Now, okay, I saw this in National Review uh, in a document titled Tuition Strike Frequently Asked Questions. The students say, you know, our demands would require Columbia to give up millions of dollars in revenue. And therefore, the only way to get Columbia to agree uh, to this will be to make the cost of not conceding our demands higher than the cost of conceding our demands. They say that if you get 1,000 students to not pay tuition, that's about 10% of the tuition-paying student body and would be a $20 million loss in revenue for the university. Now, uh, they are saying that, look, you got, you got, don't tell your parents, okay? that you're doing this because they might try to talk you out of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, uh, now they also say this document, uh, says, Oh, by the, this is from a research team of Columbia law students, but it begins with a disclaimer stating nothing shared here should substitute for legal advice from a lawyer. This is also a living document that is being updated in real time. So inaccuracies Uh. may exist. Okay, don't hold us to anything that we tell you today because it might change tomorrow. Right. There's a document in there called A Guide to Talking to Your Parents. And it states, it's highly unlikely that students participating in the tuition strike would face disciplinary action of any kind. Yeah, you just don't get to go to class. Right, exactly. Just boot it. Yeah, you get kicked uh, off stu- campus. Yeah. Students are routinely late on and miss their tuition payments for a variety of economic and logistical reasons, and it would be absurd for the university to suspend, expel, or punish a student for the lateness. But if you're late on your tuition, you can generally have a conversation with somebody in the registrar's office or yep. somewhere else and, you know... Say, hey, I'm working on it. I had a holdup on this grant or this scholarship or this loan. Uh, please let me continue to take classes. If you're saying, I'm not paying because free Palestine, then they're going to say, you owe us money or you can't go to class anymore. Absolutely. And the best is we got to stop the genocide of the Palestinian people in order to commit genocide against the Jewish people. Yeah. Uh, the document also advises students, don't bring up this uh, disciplinary action unless your parents do. The less they think about this, the better. <laughs> Please don't tell your parents. 
<laughs> that is incredible. He was, man. I mean, it's a lot of head scratching stuff. I mean, it's like the woman. This was in England. Uh, she's there protesting. She's with queers for Palestine. Which is unusual to begin with, right? I I don't think you understand what this end game is. Yeah, what what would they do to you if you were there? Of course. Yes, exactly. Yes. I thought for you to come to the protest today. Um, I came with Queers for Palestine. I'm a trans, non-binary person. I believe we're not free until everyone's free. Queer liberation, queer people live in Palestine. There's pinkwashing going on, and people are trying to tell queer people that they can't be... What a David... That was disrespectful. Pink washing. <laughs> yes. What a great phrase that is. That really is, isn't it? <laughs> the rolling of your eyes was great. Okay. Oh, she's got more. Queer people that they can't be part of what's going on in Palestine, and I just want to be here for queer Palestinians and for every Palestinian, because what's happening is disgusting. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I'm just thinking about this, because if, if you're whitewashing something, it means you're, like, covering it up, right? Correct. So pink washing makes no sense. It does not. It actually means you're covering everything in gay. Yes, which, which is absolutely not happening in Gaza. No, that's not happening in Gaza at all. No. Are you but telling it, it me there's... for her? I mean, it may not be well thought out, the whole Queers for Palestine and the, the painted pink thing. But uh, this is about freedom, and this is her cause right now. So believe her. She's powerful. I mean, nobody's flying the rainbow flag in Gaza. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think so. Mm. Yeah, that's that's not working right now. It's the weirdest juxtaposition of all time. Well, speaking of that, this is kind of strange. David has this story. The ACLU is representing the NRA. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, the ACLU has actually ticked off a lot of its supporters because of this, because they're defending the NRA. Uh, There's been a legal challenge going back for several years now uh, because the state of New York effectively blacklisted the NRA with financial institutions. They they what they basically did was they forced banks and insurers to cut ties with them. The state claims they were just warning financial institutions about societal backlash. So it's a risky thing to do business with the NRA. Uh, While the case is heading to the Supreme Court, the ACLU is going to be helping to defend them on First Amendment grounds, because clearly this was viewpoint discrimination. This is the state of New York saying, we don't like guns, and you are a large gun advocacy organization, Mm -hmm. so we're going to make sure that we financially starve you. That was part of the stated goal, is to get rid of the NRA. Yes. Um, And the ACLU is defending themselves for uh, being part of this, saying, hey, look, it's never easy to defend those with whom you disagree, but the ACLU has long stood for the proposition that we may disagree with what you say, but defend to the death your right to say it. Could have fooled me the last few years, but okay. Yeah, I thought they had abandoned that. Yeah, they, they generally have, but you know the, the, the level of um, institutional capture that the left feels entitled to keeping is really on full display here because lefties are pissed that the ACLU would even think about defending the NRA. Oh, All these uh, gun-grabbing uh, groups, they're, they're saying, how could you do this? The NRA isn't a, uh, isn't a legitimate institution. It's, oh, you're, you're turning your backs on us. Even the New York chapter of the ACLU is saying they're not going to join in the effort because we don't like them. So... W- when you when you don't defend free speech uh, because the speech is objectionable to you, 
then you don't really believe in free speech at all. No, you're just another leftist, basically. Well, if you missed it, I mean, Joe Biden, he's out there. He's against all of the gun lobbyists. You know that. Oh, sure. And he's still trying to get, you know, assault weapons banned and everything else because there's a big problem that a lot of people didn't know was happening in this country. All these mass murders, not not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff off of counters, off of the... Uh, anyway, I don't want to get, I get angry. We need to ban assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. Kids grabbing stuff off counters. Counters? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that was happening, but... Not. Apparently it is. It's not. In Joe's world. Yes. And in other news, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are not married. Okay. Well, that was a bit... <laughs> that was funny because, boy, the Swifty barrage went nuts when that happened. It's just a little misspeak during the telecast yesterday of the game. Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Oh, what a play to Kelsey! As you see, Kelsey's wife, Taylor Swift, in the audience. Or, oh, I'm sorry, girlfriend. Not yet. What? You don't know something we don't know, do you? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh-oh. Cat's out of the bag now. So you're saying it's on. I, I think, yeah. Tony Romo had a conversation with his boy Travis, and uh, Travis is getting ready to put a ring on it. Oh, boy. Maybe it'll be a Christmas time thing. No, it's not. You really believe that? You got that smile on your face. I, I, I don't know it. what to, uh, Listen, I don't have any information on Swift at all, period. I don't have a pipeline to Taylor Swift, no. I However, I mean, if they're going to do it, you know, a very romantic time of the year to do it. Christmas time, opening yeah, up the you ring. Got, you got football to worry about. I think it's it's going to be a... It, there, it, it's going to be something dealing with the postseason, I think. What we need is the Chiefs' record pre-Taylor and post-Taylor. They're not going to the Super Bowl. It doesn't look like it. So you don't want to bet that? No. Hell no. No. I think, again, I think it's happened. I mean, many of man's lives has been destroyed that way. (laughs) It's the whole thing, man. You've watched these different documentaries when there is a player that has this romance with whoever at the time and it's tabloid all over the place and the coverage is crazy the rest of the team is usually like enough right that it don't want to deal with it anymore you have no idea that that's really going on right now but i'll bet you when we get the documentary three four years from now that's going to be like a big part of it strength has been zapped well, it's not just him. It's Holmes. It's the whole thing. Well, it spreads through the team. He's there was a lot of whining after the game. David pointed that out. Yeah, well, last night receiver but the correct was call was made by a mile, man. No, the team needs to start wearing a mask again. What? It's maybe an airborne virus. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, the Taylor Swift curse. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You know what, man? And I'm not even going to say too much about uh, the game that was Sunday night last night. Well, I mean. Boys look good. The, the, man, oh, man, did the Cowboys. You know, yeah. yeah. Are they going like, to are the you Super a believer? Bowl? Are you in? You know, no. Uh, no? I mean, I, uh, I, I, I don't my know, hopes man. are getting up. I admit it. Team looks pretty the, damn good, man. I mean, yeah, not a great day for Fetterman. Eagles! Yeah. No. No, it wasn't fly eagles fly. It was cry eagles cry. That was the big meme out there. No, but it's been it's been fun to watch. 
As little, a cowboy fan, yeah, I understand little, what you're saying. Yeah, little diversion, but things can go south in a hurry. You just never know. Okay, we still got a whole lot to get to. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know he's done. What's he going to do now? I don't know. You know, a lot of these people that you know are going to leave Congress. Usually, they got a whole lot of money. The report was Kevin McCarthy, not so much. We'll get to that in a news update. Straight ahead, right here. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the smooth seduction satin nighty and robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. Whoa. The Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty robe, eye mask, and keepsake bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home and don't make the mistake of getting cheap uncomfortable pajamas go to pajamagram.com today do you hear that asthma triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. It was the yikes before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. There's a crazy story. It's not one of the biggest stories out there, by the way. Just this dude's washing machine just blew up right in the Whoa. middle of a cycle. It's kind of crazy. Blew up? Yes. I'm watching a local story um, from Raleigh, North Carolina, about this dude's washing machine that blew up. Wow. Reggie Broswell. He's got damage in his garage, and he was watching the video from his security camera. And apparently this was a Samsung from, like, 2016, and there was a recall, but he never was notified of the recall. Oh. It could get lost in email, you know, right. something like that. Yeah. And then he's telling the story. You know, and hit Robbins up on Facebook if you've ever heard anything like this. I had not to know that this happens occasionally. Washing machine just exploded and blew up. Glass all up by the front door. And glass was everywhere. I'm just thankful no one was out there. We weren't out there. I set it outside, and a recycle guy already picked it up. Lady told me that, oh, well, since you don't have the washer no more, you, we can't do anything for you. That showed that, yeah, that was a recall deal. I said, well, I never got any recall on that. They told me that if I don't have the machine, they can't do anything for me. Yeah, because they already taken it away. 
Yeah. <laughs> God dang. Well, but it is one of those situations. So the local ABC affiliate is doing the story in North Carolina. And then, as the story says, they get a hold of this troubleshooter that gets a hold of Samsung. And then Samsung provides this statement. After announcing this voluntary recall in 2016, we immediately notified our customers. These efforts included, it goes through all of this thing, we remain committed to delivering top quality innovative products that enhance the lives of our customers and are grateful to their loyalty. And yes, Broswell will be getting a brand new washer. Oh, there you well, go. How about that? Once the local news gets involved. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, we know they're on your side. Uh, that's true. I mean, the, yes. the, the Channel 8 is not on your side. Okay, right. No, they're, they're not. They're but the other channel... You. They're on your side. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, there are a lot of local affiliates that are good at getting things like that done. Yeah. Because the business is like, you know what? I don't need this bad PR here. Well, yeah. We're no, going to no. make this right. Because even if you're in the right as the company, like, hey, we sent out anybody who registered the product, you know, even if you did everything you were supposed to do, and even if you got a point, hey, the guy mm -hmm. threw it out, we don't know what really happened with it. Nobody wants to be left with the impression that your company is selling <laughs> is is selling washing machines that have a gender reveal party setting, you know, where it just goes kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question that's getting thrown out there online. Uh, so we know that the University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz McGill, resigned. She basically was fired. Right. For the comments that she made on Capitol Hill last week, not denouncing so much of the anti-Semitism that's happened on her university campus mm -hmm. and could not say that it breached the code of conduct at UPenn. Yeah. It's context. And if it was carried out into violence, then it would. Yeah. Like, people are like, you got to be kidding me. So she's gone. So you're happy she's gone, right? Very happy. So does that make you a hypocrite? Because she has been canceled. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Why say, well, that's hypocritical. Why? Well, if you're against cancel culture, then that's exactly what this uh, is. No, no, she's pro-genocide. That's a big difference there. Is that, How would you articulate it, David? Well, I'd say cancel culture is sort of like you said something 20 years ago that is not in line with progressive values today, or there was a you know 10-second video clip circulated on the Internet that led to you having all sorts of hell rain down on you. Mm -hmm. That That is cancel culture. In this case, I mean, look, one of the, one, I, let me, I don't even want to explain it in that way. Because my gut reaction is, you don't want none, don't start none. Okay? Y'all were all about trying to cancel right. football players because of something they tweeted when they were 15, going after different business owners. For things yes. they never actually did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you made life hell for a kid who was standing there while a grown man banged a drum in his face. His name was Nick Sandman. You made his life hell. So you know what? If it's cancel culture, good. What, what, what goes around comes around. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, the greatest thing is you showed everybody exactly who you well, are. Well, yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day uh, to me is is the latest White House talking point about funding for Ukraine, where if you don't give us everything we want in a in a deal with Ukraine funding, then you know your your kids are going to wind up having to go to war and die.
That is unreal. <laughs> That's desperation. That's desper- yes, we're saying it at the same time. 100%. Uh, Scott, I know you got your big three that we got to get to. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be in your big three. Just interesting. There's a study out that found owning a cat could double your risk for schizophrenia. You heard that one before? No, but the voices in my head have. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that as well. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. This is kind of interesting. Kevin McCarthy, uh, former Speaker of the House, the guy who was ousted by, uh, well, at the urging of some of Trump's biggest fans in the House of Representatives, uh, Kevin McCarthy is fully on board with Trump for 2024. I thought it was funny. He's doing this interview on uh, CBS Mornings with, uh, what's his name, Robert Costa. Mm-hmm. Robert Costa just couldn't believe. Are you really endorsing Donald Trump? <gasps> what do you mean? Will Donald Trump be the nominee? Yes. And the Republican Party? Yes. And if Biden stays as the nominee for the Democrats, I believe Donald Trump will win. I believe the Republicans will gain more seats in the House and the Republicans will win the Senate. Can he count on your support? Yes. That's an endorsement. I will support the president. I will support President Trump. Would you be willing to serve in a Trump cabinet? In the right position. Look, if if I'm the best person for the job, yes. Look, I I worked with President Trump on a lot of policies. We worked together to win the majority. But we also have a relationship where we're very honest with one another. I mean, I'm reading too much into it, I imagine, but I'm thinking the thought bubble from the interviewer is like, but, but what about Liz Cheney? Don't you see things her way? Right. This is your chance to go after Trump. Uh, no. No, I mean, we disagree on some things. He's the best well, for us. There yeah, you go. He, huh, okay, but there's some naked ambition in there, too. Is that what you're thinking? Well, yeah, he gets a gig with Hello. the Trump administration. Sure. I think it's also a revenge tour. If he's in the Trump administration, there I, will be agree, David. revenge yep. for the people who got him booted. Oh, the revenge is going to be spectacular. Was your understanding that Trump also wanted McCarthy out of there? Because that was the word at the time, I thought. Trump didn't want him out. It was just Gates on his own and his crew. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But didn't yeah. Gates at the time say, oh, no, I've talked to Trump. He's cool. I mean, Trump was very on the fence about this this whole thing. I mean, yeah. li- listen, you could have gotten him out. It wouldn't have had to take as long as it did. If Trump tweets or posts on Truth Social or whatever, yeah, it's time for a change, then it's mm-hmm. done. You know, you don't have to rely on Democrats voting with you uh, to get him out. Uh, I think, but Trump wouldn't do that because Kevin McCarthy was his guy. Yes. He called him Mike Kevin. Yes, and then he was very upset with McCarthy after January 6th, what McCarthy said, and then he had McCarthy down to Mar-a-Lago for a stern talking to. Remember all that stuff? It was wild, man. Mike Kevin, I love that one. Yeah, Mike Kevin. (laughs) Mike Kevin! That's that's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Before your trifecta, Scott, I just happened to see this in the New York Post. I don't know if you'd ever heard anything like this before because you talk a lot about your cats on the show. David is also a cat owner. Yeah, we're cat owners. David and I both, yes. Um, let's say maybe you're a bigger fan or you're more outspoken. Well, I mean, your I, kitties. I, I do. After I got sick, they were the greatest thing ever. 
long-suspected link between cats and schizophrenia could be real, says a new study. You ever heard any study like this before? No. Apparently this goes back to 1995, but the way the story reads, it's new medical research suggesting, again, having a cat could double the risk of developing schizophrenia. To reach that conclusion, scientists in Australia analyzed 17 studies published over the last 44 years from 11 different countries, including the United States and the UK. And uh, the spokesperson said, our findings support an association between cat exposure and an increased risk of broadly defined schizophrenia-related disorders. What's the connection here? They say it's in the cat feces. It's in the cat feces? Yeah, is it... uh... Toxoplasmosis or something like that? Plasma, yeah. Yeah. Toxoplasma? Gandhi? Could be the cause? Parasites believed to enter a person's body through a cat's bite or contact with its bodily fluids or feces. Could be ingested through contaminated water or undercooked meat. And it's estimated about 40 million people in the United States could be infected with it. Usually without any symptoms. But the parasite can infiltrate the central nervous system and then influence neurotransmitters. And then there's different signs that you might have it. I don't know if you want to go over those or not. Well, me and my 50 imaginary friends disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have delusions uh, or false beliefs not based on reality? Do I? Are you looking at me when you say that? That's the question. No, not really. No. Hallucinations or seeing, hearing, smelling, or feeling things that are not real? Mm, They're real to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, What else? Lack of emotion, withdrawal from others, paranoia, disorganized speech and behavior, inflated self-worth, we better move off this. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that right now. Let's stop at that one. Okay. Yeah. You know, let's go to your personal segment within the show. Right. Scott. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That you demanded. Anyway. Uh... Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta. His top three of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. See, imagine There you go. Okay, Casey, where have you been? All right. I'm ready. Golly. I talk to this guy every day. Yes. Three. Nothing wrong with me. Nope, not at all. (laughs) Uh, uh, Cleveland newspaper tells us why Pearl Harbor Day doesn't matter. This is crazy. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, they published an op-ed piece December the 9th explaining why they didn't run a piece commemorating Pearl Harbor Day on their front page. They've done it before. What's going on? How come you're not doing it? Chris Quinn, the editor-in-chief of the Plain Dealer, decided he was going to answer those questions. And he was accused of being woke. Like, hey, stop it with the wokeness. You already don't have anybody subscribing to your stupid newspaper. What are you doing? He said, I should note a couple of things about this. He said, we didn't have a Pearl Harbor on page one last year either. I remember I received some complaints about it. He said, but this year I got two complaints, and here's where I change gears. I'm close to 100% that the person who wrote this year's first email to me is a Donald Trump supporter. I say that because I receive a good bit of email from Trump supporters. They generally contain the same tone and approach as the email about Pearl Harbor calling on calling us woke is the hallmark of Trump supporters. 
I'm right. We have an emailer who is offended because we didn't do a commemorative thing on Pearl Harbor. That's right, he said. In fact, the supposed Trump supporter complained about the lack of a Pearl Harbor piece because he supports a presidential candidate who wants to be a type of a dictator that America has to defeat. They did this during World War II. We got to do it again. Now, just to be clear, you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody, right? Man, the other day, That's I crazy, remember bringing man. this up and playing a clip of the day that it happened from Roosevelt. Yep. And talking about how we learned about it every year in grade school. Yeah. And wondering, okay, do schools yeah. still do that? Because your history is very important part of any country. And it's disappointing. It's not made into a bigger deal than it is because it's an opportunity to talk about World War II and what the strategy was at that time up until Pearl Harbor and then, of course, what happened afterward. It would be a good thing. Let's also talk about why we were fighting what we were fighting. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they don't want to do anything. Well, because if you use the word woke, like, hey, you're woke newspaper, you know, if you say that, then that means you're a Trump supporter. And we all know Trump is the ultimate in terms of dictator. These people are insane. I just heard Dr. Phil use the term woke. Yeah. There are plenty of people that use the term woke well, that are not, not Donald Trump. Trump. Okay. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta is top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney's 15 minutes are up, it appears. Wow, this is something. Uh, the transgender influencer, this is a guy who destroyed the whole Bud Light brand, if you recall, not that long ago. He's still out there getting $40,000 a pop to show up at universities across the country. Well, he was at Penn State. Over the weekend, and there was about, what, 100 people there out of the 1,000 capacity. So no one showed up. The video that I saw, it was less than that even. But it looked looked awful, right? Oh, goodness. I mean, if this was a a regular concert, they would have canceled it and just taken their beating and moved on. From the picture I saw, it's like the first three rows had some people. And I don't know how far the rows go back, but it's way Dude, back. Dude, there was a shot from the stage. It was awful. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it was it was awful. No one cares. Nobody was there. And I keep thinking to myself, why do people just continue to throw money at this guy? Why is this going oh, on? ESG. Well, also because they believe social media is real life when it's not. That's part of it. That's yeah. I mean, that's they... the only way I can figure it is the ESG score. That's it. But that that's also why they couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that anyone would object to this person being a spokesman for uh, a beloved American beer brand. Yeah. Like, why Why would you object to that? I, I, this will blow. It's fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. No, because you're playing to an audience that doesn't exist. What value is this guy providing to anything? I can remember different people talking about, you know, and this was at the local level across the country. And, of course, they're trying to protect their brand and their business, but telling local people, like at bars, Saying, you know, people need to get over this and stop watching Fox News every night. Right. That was the initial reaction until it was clear that people were done with the brand. It was a little more expansive than the reach of Fox News, yes. And now you got Peyton Manning saying, Bud Light for the entire, I'm going to buy around for everybody. And he and Emmett Smith, they're passing yeah. out Bud Lights around the bar. Please come back to us. But Football I, fans. I honestly am trying to think of one product, one product in this country that people will consume more of because Dylan Mulvaney endorses it. One. 
I can't come up with any. I don't know that target audience to really answer that. That's all I got to say about that. And the countdown continues. Yes. <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. And finally, one. Uh, number one, uh, something about AOC and the calls for a ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, United States vetoes Security Council draft resolution that would have demanded an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza and immediate and unconditional release of all hostages. Uh, the U.S. said no. They voted against it. And uh, other countries certainly voted in favor of it. But U.S. was one of the ones out there on their own, pretty much. Uh, so AOC took to Twitter and said, sh- very shameful, the Biden administration can no longer reconcile their professed concerns for Palestinians and human rights while also single-handedly vetoing the U.N.'s call for ceasefire and sidestepping the entire U.S. Congress. What? To unconditionally back the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. Indiscriminate. Right. Yeah. Just stop with that. Do you know who broke the ceasefire? Do you want to know who broke the ceasefire, AOC? Hamas did. Of course. What is wrong with these people are in our government? Yes. And yes. have a have a uh, a platform. Yes. Jeez. I mean, that's why when you look at the polling when it comes to this entire conflict and you see people below the age of 30 how they answer the questions, it it's beyond concerning. We'll just put it that and way. And there you have it. Another thing, too, is what? how is any person who's Jewish going to vote for any of these people? It's a great question. Ever. How, how would you do that? How could you do that? I don't think they're too worried about it. Gosh, dang. Because those votes are getting replaced every day. Oh, well, yeah. 5,000 a day yeah. right now released into yeah. the United States. That was just from earlier today. That's the stat. 5,000 a day. Wow. Scott Robbins, Trey Peckett. Well done. Thank you. All right. News update and Nimrod's in the news straight ahead right here. It's really been an honor for me. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe your stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Honey, come here, quick! What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. 
I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker, stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, news update. Man, I, I don't know how anybody can, anybody on Capitol Hill who can object to the idea of tying Ukrainian funding to more border funding. I, they I do know, it. I don't know how, when you've heard behind the scenes and closed door testimony, the things that are being revealed now in an article by Daily Caller that's posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, several Border Patrol sector chiefs testified to Congress over the last few months that migrants who crossed the southern border without the help of human smugglers, without the help of gangs, cartels, you name it, oh yeah, a lot of times they're either beaten halfway to death or shot on sight. Wow. So mm. if you are going down the river uh, <laughs> without permission, you haven't been released, or you aren't working with a cartel boss, yeah, you might get killed. Well, we've heard for months, I guess you could say years, cartels are running the border. Yes. But Unreal. I, I don't know how you can be a lawmaker sitting in there hearing these like classified briefings and, and closed-door meetings, hearing about the human suffering, and then turn around and say, the border's fine. Because I think they fine. have their eye on the ultimate goal, and that is to change this country from the inside out. I agree. And that's what it's about, because mm-hmm. it makes absolutely no sense. All right. Did we start Nimrods? Not yet. Well, it feels like it. Right. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News, I think for the first time starting in Birmingham, Alabama. Jewelry store there, Jeff Dennis Jewelers. Okay. You got this 32 year old woman, Heather Wright, walks in, uh, says to everyone, Happy holidays. I don't think she really meant it because she had bear spray on her. Oh, no. Okay. She was there to rob them. And so she started bear spraying people. Oh, my. Okay. Well, good news, everyone's okay. One of the things that happened, the owner was there. He didn't get bear sprayed the way I understand it. Uh, but he pulled a gun and he shot her in the shoulder. Well, well, that's about the time Heather yelled, I don't want to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dropped her purse and ran. Cops tracked her down. A few hours later, took her to the hospital. Uh, she's going to be in jail for the holidays. Yeah. The thing about bear mace is gun always beats bear mace. Bear mace. Yes. And I'm not going to try to tell Jeff Dennis Jewelers how to market, but the FOFA collection... For the holidays, might go over well. I'm just guessing. Anyway, uh, then you got a guy in Mississippi. He got a DUI at 9.30 in the morning the other day. Holy cow. Released at 2.45. I mean, that's a depressing situation. Boy, howdy. Better start boozing. And he did. And got another Dewey at 5.30. Oh, no. Two for Tuesday. Then there's this dude in India facing charges for groping a woman on the subway. Random woman. Okay? Yeah. His defense of this says, okay, I I wasn't groping her. I was trying to pickpocket her. Which brings me to this question. Would you rather be known as the pickpocket or the groper? You got to choose one. I'm going to go with pickpocket. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, I think so. And that's Nimrod's in the news.